Okay, there we go, guys. Uh, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan uh, live session, which is our opportunity, of course, to be as prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. Um, great to have you with us. We, we do have some sort of volatile moves now beginning to kick in, and there's something um, uh, interesting behind this dynamic in terms of uh, these markets and how they're beginning to set up. So we want to draw your attention to hopefully some some decent quality trades um, in the not too distant future. As you know, we've been a little bit on the patient side. Um, we we're only looking to get into the US indices to the upside and we we're able to, to close out a really good trade in the Euro yen to the downside, which has had a bit of a rally and, and is still rallying now. So we'll, ex we'll break that down for you. So, um, but in addition to that, there is a series of trades setting up, which we're looking to, to, to try and target. Um, so, please see a risk warning currently up on the screen. Okay, all profitable traders do need to consider um, trade selection. So, which markets do we trade, uh, and why we trade those those markets? Uh, where do we then enter and exit these these markets? Risk management, trade management, uh, all different facets of trading financial markets um, and trade psychology, all important features. We discuss these every day in our live trade rooms, and of course, we're sh we, we, we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, guys, uh, disciplined with our capital, and of course, being patient. And the last few days, three or four days, we, we've adopted a bit of a, a patient approach, and I, I kind of want to explain why that is the case. So, um, firstly, let's bring over Forex Factory because there's been a, a few interesting developments. Uh, from a data-driven perspective, um, we, we've got this sort of bearish narrative coming from these uh, central banks, the RB, the RBA, um, the CAD as well, holding rates up at these higher levels um, with a, uh, let's say, a softening global inflation outlook, I think is probably where we're at. So that has a, a, a potentially uplifting uh, impact on uh, on equity markets, because there's an expectation now that, that these central banks will pivot and start to lower rates. There's now talk about the ECB looking to lower rates by 150 basis points between now and the end of 2024. So it's that rate pivot narrative. So we're, we're not going higher in terms of interest rates. We're now rolling over to the downside. And that now is is... Well, it has been for a, a good few months. Uh, really quite positive for equity markets. There's, others, there's, there's some other important elements to these markets. If we look at the US jobs market, we can see these sort of delayed, uh, when you raise rates, it has an impact on the economy, but that impact can be further down the line. It's, you don't get an immediate response from raising rates. What, what we're seeing is we're seeing much, much less jobs available in the US. That's the first thing. And then ADP is coming in lower than expected. So we've got this loosening of the jobs market. It's not as tight and we're not sort of in the realms of full employment anymore. It's beginning to loosen. So um, the reason why that's important, again, it can have a positive impact on equities because it, you know, once the, the Fed start getting that, that, that movement in unemployment numbers, uh, it will almost tick that box and then the Fed will say, right, well, we don't need rates up to 5.5%. Uh, 
Um, we'll see if today's unemployment claims feed into that narrative. And then on Friday, tomorrow, we've got non-farm payroll. So we do have an important uh, couple of days ahead. In addition, we have um, uh, bankers in the US being grilled uh, on, on many, many facets of these financial markets. But um, uh, banking reserves is, is a main feature. And of course, they seems to be uh, sort of a coherent view that restrictions are too tight. Uh, for the US banking system, which is kind of worrying if you if you're a kind of a student of history and you understand sort of the lack of regulation in 2008 and um, they you know they had to have so many reserves on accounts, especially if you if you if you're a banking institution in the US with over a hundred hundred billion on deposit, you've got quite strict rules to protect the financial system and of course, now these bankers are, are very much coherently saying that those rules are too um, are too restrictive. So let's see what impact that will have on policymakers going forward in terms of regulation. Um, okay, so the thing is, with regulation, there's a happy medium, there's a happy balance where you can protect the financial system, but you can also, you know, make it easier for banking in certain capacities. So. But the thing is, the problem we, we have with that is we've got this sort of moral moral issue with, with banking in terms of if they get, get to keep all the profits, uh, what happens when they start generating losses? It seems to be uh, put on the taxpayers. And I think that's what they're trying to uh, avoid going forward. Um, so that's, that's that moral, moral issue uh, as a result of sort of bailing out the banks. Okay, and there is uh, there is a facility in the U.S. as well for U.S. banks, which seems to be increasing in uh, in demand, um, which is a bit worrying because we do have a changing banking environment as we roll into March of next year. They can access a facility now, which which is likely to end in March of 2024. So we'll see if that gets extended or not. So so. This afternoon, then, we've only really got unemployment claims um, to really focus our attention on. Uh, I think there's more more discussions in Washington, if I'm not mistaken, as well, to just keep an eye out for. So we'll get some analysis as we on, as we move through uh, these uh, the day's news. Now, we also have a, sort of an interesting update coming from the BOJ, or the governor of the BOJ. And let me bring up these charts. And it's to do with the yen, and we've seen a very, very significant rally now in, in the euro yen. Uh, we were able to, we booked in profits down at these lower levels, uh, 157. So we've we've had a good trade out of uh, the euro yen. But we are seeing the strength kick in, and we were wondering if the BOJ would add to that, and the answer is categorically yes. So you're seeing that the strength in the yen begin to come in off the back of the BOJ. Now, we were trying to get into this trade previously, and um, we, we took a, a couple of small losses. Um, now we're beginning to sort of get back into the yen, and there is plenty. If this is a meaningful um, uh, reversal, you know, that we're up at these elevated levels. There is plenty more downside. So I think that, that Japanese yen... We spoke about the euro yen yesterday as weakness in the euro uh, across the board. So the yen will look for further strength. 
So we're still in the the Nasdaq. We we had a a, a rally to the upside yesterday. We can put a blanket around this price action, and our, our bias is still to the upside. We kind of got into it at a reasonable price. Um, so our expectations for further upside, we think we'll finish the year probably quite strong. But we will be hearing from uh, the central banks again next week, and we'll have inflation data, and we've got employment numbers this week. So there is a lot to kind of potentially drive these prices significantly higher. We clearly have to be patient, and we're willing to be patient. We're willing to accept the risk on the trade. Um, with a view for for these highs to get taken out, and we'll see if we get if we finish the year as strong as we think we probably will. The fundamentals are certain pointing towards that. So equities currently pulling back. Um, we'll see if they find a bit of a flaw. There might be some further upside to try to exploit. We do have a risk off market condition as things currently stand. The DAX. We kind of rallied yesterday. We kind of retraced 50% of that move. So uh, an outsized move really in the DAX. We've got um, the Nikkei looking like, and, and a few of these uh, yen trades are, are kind of creating significant double and triple tops. And then Bitcoin, where we're up at these higher, higher levels, uh, 43, nearly 44,000 now. So impressive. And there was a lot of questioning yesterday um, from politicians regarding uh, cryptocurrencies. So they must be investing them in them in, in whatever capacity, it seems. We shall see. That's the, the skeptic in me coming out. Okay, so right, US oil, it's a tough one. We're not really in tune with um, with 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 this with the bearish move that we're seeing it's it's implied that there's weakening global demand um we do have opec continuing to restrict supply and uh, these oil prices continue to roll over to the downside as well so it's having a meaningful impact on inflation as things stand so this is where the interesting trade begins to come in um and it's really we were we were saying when this market started to roll over to the downside we looked to try and get in if prices came all the way back to 210 and look at um, Tuesday's low 210 exactly and now it looks like we're beginning to to make progress to the upside and this is potentially a dollar weakness trade this little buy trade from uh, the 2036 to the upside so we can certainly take note of that um, gold 2036 slightly higher than than yesterday's potential buy trade which we didn't really weren't able to get that trade off unfortunately so we're looking broadly for further yen uh yen weakness um so this the next trade we're looking at is very much a yen sorry a dollar weakness trade so we got dollars uh, yen strength on one side which is kind of a risk-off trade, really, but we're also looking for um, the dollar to, uh, to 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 begin to show signs of strengthening. And if it does, then we'll absolutely look to get into that trade. So we were sitting on the sidelines for the pullback. Now we're looking for the momentum trade. So we, we've uh, we've been in this upside move for quite some time. We've had a really strong pullback. 
The pullback is very much in line with the support, which is uh, very similar to the gold trade. And we're looking to see if we see, get see a, a series of higher highs in this on the smaller time frame, then we've got a, a really nice, strong trade to get into to the upside. And look, we're beginning to see that across the board. So there's your pullback in the pound. Not quite as neat as, as we were seeing in, in the euro dollar. Um, there's the weakness already in, in, the, in the dollar against the yen, but the yen has been driven by central bank policy. Here's the pullback in the Swiss franc. So it's the same potential trade. It's uh, that, that dollar weakness trade, similar to the euro dollar. Same potential trade as well for the dollar CAD. Um, some of these trades are in slightly better positions, like like looking to potentially buy the, the Aussie. We're now back above that 200 period moving average. Um, we've got an opportunity to actually buy this at a much lower, more attractive price, let's say. Same analysis, not quite as neat on the New Zealand dollar, so we'd probably choose the Aussie dollar over New Zealand. And it looks like we're going to get further downside against the euro, and then we're back to the end. So our, our trade plan is uh, not a million miles away from the trade plan we were, we were looking at yesterday. Uh, bond yields are, let's say, showing signs of further weakness. Um, they're still, we still have the two year at the 4.16, and we have the, the sorry, the 10 year at the two at the 4.16. So we've had that roll over from 5% to close to 4.1%. And we've got um, the two year uh, again rolling over to the downside down at these significant lows. But the inversion is, is increasing. So, you know, we've got like a 45. Uh, basis point differential. We were around 30 there a couple of weeks ago. So it's increasing. So the risks of, of um, recession are, are still there, clearly. However, there's a bit of softness as far as um, bond yields are concerned, which is quite positive for equity markets, which is really the reason why we're willing to stay in um, markets like the um, Uh, like the, the Nasdaq, for example. So, um, so risk on market conditions expected. Uh, so, we'll just use, we'll just describe it as mild risk on market conditions expected. Indices strength potential uh, dollar weakness. What I want to do is just um, So we were able to get into a really good yen, euro yen sell trade yesterday. We've already booked in profits on the trade, so we um, we achieved a good good result with that. So yen strength. So further yen strength. Again, I kind of want to put. It 
the um, industry strength potential is kind of further down the pecking order as things currently stand because we're, we're broadly speaking in consolidation and um, so we're looking for uh, dollar weakness So we kind of have to be selective. Further yen strength against the euro yen, pound yen, dollar yen. Um, gold looking to buy. We've got a, an opportunity to get in at a slightly lower price now, which is it's kind of what you want to see. You want to try to see that the green shoots begin to develop. They're beginning to develop. So now we can, uh, our primary focus is going to probably be on the yen and, and the dollar. So we'll see which, which trades we're able to get off hopefully this morning. So gold looking to buy above the 2036, and we still have that in the sea strength potential to start kicking in at some point. So that's our trade plan. Uh, mild risk on conditions, probably driven more so by the uh, weakening dollar. That would be our sort of position really on that. So that's our trade plan currently up on screen. In terms of summary, broad summary, we're kind of expecting mild risk on market conditions where we'd expect the dollar to, to weaken. We just got to be selective. The Euro dollar, dollar Swiss, Aussie dollar primed a little bit better, perhaps the, the pound dollar as well. Um, further yen strength, so the Euro yen, pound yen, dollar yen, all to the downside. Let's see if we can try and get in on those trades. So we, we absolutely have better quality markets it seems to be getting into today. So that's the good news. Um, Gold buy trade above that 2036, which I think is uh, is it yesterday's high, and then we are expecting the uh, the indices to strengthen at some point. We might need to be a little bit patient with it. All right, then, guys. So listen. On that note, let's wrap it up. Thanks very much for joining us. We we'll switch rooms, of course, to our um, European live trade room. So if you want to join us for that, access it through your members area. And it's this this is the narrative. It's this rate pivot narrative, which seems to be. Again, coming to the fore, and we're quite comfortable trading that particular narrative um, for now. So it's that risk on backdrop, indices higher, uh, dollar lower, bond yields continuing to roll over to the downside, which it appears that they're, 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 they're doing so. Um, and potentially an opportunity for commodities to push higher. So maybe a, a, a small rally in gold in the pipeline. All right. So on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Do take care and we'll see you next time. Um, so uh, for more information, just go to the live trade room .com and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Bye bye.